Ten Talks podcast is powered by denanywhere.com. You guys go to denanywhere.com now, no matter where you live in the world, and you can take our classes virtually and live. Go to denanywhere.com and sign up for just $29.99 a month. You get a limited access to our classes with over 150 a month to choose from. Plus, most of them are archived, so if you can't make the exact time, you can catch them later. We still also have our workshops and our certifications now all accessible to you no matter where you are. Go to denanywhere.com. Hi, so I wanted to introduce the Dentox Podcast COVID-19 Perspective Series. The first episode was actually the one we put out a couple weeks ago, where we really helped you cultivate your space in this time of quarantine. But from that point on, we want every episode that we are doing right now to be something purposeful, something that can really help, help you through this time, through this dark time for a lot of us, and not only help you, but also open you up to different ideas and different perspectives. So we are interviewing different people and bringing kind of their thoughts of what are going on and also ways that can help you get through it. Um, I feel like the more we're open right now, the more we can change. And the more we change, the more we're part of the bigger change that needs to happen. But we are still honoring the fact that this is scary and this is hard. And there's a lot of tips in all of these episodes and all of these interviews to help us all get through it together. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, I can't wait to tell you about my favorite Oracle deck, the Moon Deck. Here's the thing, whether you're woo-woo or just interested in going a little deeper, this deck is for you. It's a beautiful deck of 44 cards and it comes with a guidebook, but this is why I love it. So no matter, even if you're kind of at a loss of, well, what do I want to meditate on? What kind of ritual do I want to do? You just lay out the deck. You could pick one card. This would take you three minutes and you'd go to the corresponding guidebook that has all ritual insights and intentions that help you go deeper. And you have to trust that you are picking that card for you. And what is it telling you and why? It allows you to really peel back those layers and just go deeper in your own practice. And obviously when you want deeper answers or you have a bigger problem or something you want more guidance on, you pull more cards. You can go as in-depth as you want or as simple, but it is stunning and it is literally from the cycles of the moon and emotional well-being and it will just not only will you love staring at it, you are going to love using it. I promise you. So go to themoondeck.com and do Moon Den for 10% off your entire order. Again, that's Moon Den, all caps, 10% off your entire order. Enjoy. guys, welcome. Welcome to Den Talks Podcast. This is Tal, your host and founder of Den Meditation. We're talking to a friend of mine today. She is a nurse and she's a nurse here in Los Angeles. So she is on the front lines. Her name is Akal. Now this is someone I would have had on anyway, but what a perfect continuation for this COVID-19 perspective series. I mean, you guys know those nurses are becoming family members to people within the minute someone walks in the door of the hospital. So she really gets to talk to us about that and what it's like to be in there and be part of it. But one of the reasons I love having her on is she has a really strong spiritual practice and meditation and yoga practice. She's a Kundalini practitioner and teacher. And so I think she also comes at this with this kind of awareness as well as what are the things you can be doing to help shore your strength up, help you be able to walk into whatever line of fire that you might be facing at this moment. And she gives us a bunch of tips and tricks with that as well. But also we really dive into what's happening with the system. How are people in there? What's going on? We talk a lot about the heroes that are being created right now through the midst of all this chaos and this sadness. Um, It's a beautiful, uplifting conversation. She is a beautiful human. I really hope you enjoy this episode. And again, let us know any ideas you have for this perspective series and we hope that you're enjoying the episodes 
hear me? I can. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm in a closet right now. You're hilarious. Of course you look great. <laughs> so hopefully my boys don't come running in, but I'm pretty sure I'm safe in here. <laughs> You're never really safe anywhere, are you? No, not in my house. <laughs> I was going to say. Not, not in my house in a lockdown anyway. I know. It's hard. I mean, actually, then let's like just jump to it because that's part of it too. Um, I get to talk to my dear friend, Akal, today. Um, who is kicking ass and is a nurse at Cedars and is in it, but also a mom of two boys. And so we're joking about she's hiding in a closet right now to even do this interview. <laughs> and chances are there's a good shot that like you might hear some screaming in the background. There's, the there's, a, there's a high probability, but I, I left the Easter candy basket for afterwards. So I uh, like, I'm going to be we're going to be a little safe about this and not give them any type of sugar beforehand. How, how are they doing in the lockdown? How are you doing? Like, how's the family? It's hard when you're in it. Yeah. So, um, Maripal's eight and Amr Prakash is six and they were like so good at the beginning. It was almost as if it was this just like beautiful, magical time that everybody was having. And then (laughs) my six year old who's Amr Prakash is still like just it's just totally magical for him. Like he could probably do this for like a couple of years and still, yeah, he's just so happy. My eight year old on the other hand is such a doer, a goer. Like he just wants to move. And this past week he is definitely feeling it, feeling it, you know, and he's getting fussy and agitated and mad and just, you know, straight up pissed. And so we're, we're trying to help him, you know, relax a little bit, but it's hard. It is. It's funny. Cause I've noticed in the same way, I'm like, Oh, I think my daughter's a homebody, like really okay. Being home. If anything, what we have to work on is like, it's okay to play by yourself. Cause it's all, it's taxing on us. Like every second yeah. play, play with me, yeah. she's younger. but um, really fine. I mean, sometimes she'll be like, yeah, I'll FaceTime friends. But in general, she's like, no. And she loves her friends and misses them. But like, is okay if she sees them. Like when my I had a, my my husband organized like a birthday parade for me. She saw two of her friends through the car and she started screaming. I was super excited, but there was nothing. You know what I mean? She's just. It's funny. Yeah. She's really like okay, just being home. And she's four, right? Four and a half. Yeah. 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 So she's like cozy and happy. Yeah. But I, I know a lot of our friends are like going crazy because their kids want to be outside and be running and going and like you know activity. And we do a lot of activities normally. Um, I'm wondering if that's maybe more for me than it is for her. Now that I see she could just veg out all day. (laughs) I know that's my, my little ones like that too. I know. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you and thank you for taking time out of what I know is insanity for you. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, you know, I'm doing really well, I think because, um, I have this yoga practice and I've had it since 2002 and, um, I, I think that helps, you know, so much to, you know, have that practice. It's my go-to. I, I, if I didn't have that, I'm sure I would be in a different position. And I did have a couple days where I felt a little bit wobbly. Um, and, you know, but I feel amazing. And I feel so grateful that I am in this position. I feel so grateful that I'm a nurse and that I get to be here and I get to support these people. Um, you know, no matter what, when a person comes in a hospital right now, they're, 
they just, there's a different level of fear, anxiety, and just to be able to try to stay balanced um, and, and help them in any way I can. I feel, I feel like I'm like, I'm ready. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I am a nurse and I, I'm, I've worked my whole life for this. Do you, I was going to say, do you almost feel like you right now, like we've all experienced that moments where you're like in the flow, where you feel like I'm exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fulfilling my purpose. And it's like magnetic and exciting and like weirdly adrenaline producing, but balancing. Is that kind of what you feel like? You're like, yeah, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like for a lot of years, I wanted to leave nursing and I was um, trying to get out of it. Like I was like, I want to teach yoga full time and travel the world. And cause I'm also a yoga teacher, but you know, it, 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 what, what it comes down to is I was never supposed to leave. And, and now I feel it more than I've ever felt before. And I feel I'm absolutely completely in the flow of my destiny and that, I was meant to be exactly where I'm at. And, and it's, and I think some other nurses are feeling the same thing. Like I was listening to this um, nurse in New York talk. Um, she, she had like 18 patients and she was, she was talking after her night shift and telling everybody what, what went on and having 18 patients is like not a normal thing. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Like nobody has 18 patients. I mean, back in like maybe the like nineties, early nineties, someone would have 18 patients and that it's just so unsafe. Right. But, um, this nurse had 18 patients and she was just talking about how she just gave report on all those patients in the ER, 18 patients in the ER. And, um, and, I, I was listening to her talk and she's talking about her night and she sounded a little like upset, a little nervous. But what was so beautiful is at the end, she said, I am going to go back tonight to work because this is who I am. And this is what I signed up for. And I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I am living my code, like my code of ethics and which is like, Nurses, you take a code. Of, it's like a code that you take when you sign up for the job. And to hear her, and 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 to to like feel her passion about what she's doing. And she's like, and I will go back again, and I will serve. And when she said serve, I was like, oh my god, like this person is so beautiful. And does it feel a little bit like that's what's kind of going on right now? Like it's changed from a job to serving to. You know, I love the word serve actually. And it's not, I know some people automatically go to a negative place with it, but I actually feel like, you know, I sometimes in my own prayers say like, let me be of service. Let me serve, like point me in the direction you need me to serve, you know? And I feel like it, it, it takes a lot to kind of get to that point because you realize that's where you can be truly useful. Do you feel like you f- you're feeling that shift in kind of what's happening out there? Yeah, I think, I think that, you know, I think, you know, nurses, healthcare providers are getting in more to the kind of servant aspect of the job, maybe even like servant leadership, because I feel like the profession of nursing, the profession of healthcare is, is, is really like servant leadership. And now at this time and space, it's even more so because they are, nurses are now being recognized. I mean, it took a pandemic for um, people to understand, I think, what nurses do you know it's the pandemic or someone actually being in the hospital 
I feel like anyone who's ever truly in the hospital knows the person that's really like there for them and helping them or doing anything is a nurse. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Like if you're in the hospital, you're like, okay, like these people like, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) they're down on their knees, like helping me put, you know, underwear on or something or, you know, whatever. There's multiple, you know, things that nurses do that are just otherworldly, I would say. Um, and, um, selfless, it's like total, you know, yeah, I think if you've been in the hospital, you, you do, you do under, most people would understand. And then I do think the pandemic has kind of globally put it in a different perspective. Um, um, you know, throughout probably all different cultures and in, in throughout the world where people now understand, whoa, these, these people are like really showing up and really doing it. And you are, and I, it's funny, I spoke to a doctor who was a critical care pulmonologist and she was actually, could not have raved more about her team and her nurses. And one of the interesting things she said, especially in this time during the pandemic, and I'd be curious to know from your perspective, uh, is that, she's like, you know, we all have to wear a lot of gear and a lot of protective gear. And so, you can't go in and out as much as you'd like to, except the nurses do it because otherwise there's no one there. She's, and she even said like, there's times I feel like I'm looking through a window to like communicate because I can't keep going from one thing to another. And she said like, and she was saying how it was really beautiful to kind of see, she was like, every time I turn around, I'll see like a nurse with their hand on the person's brow or holding their hand or being there for them in a way that we can't necessarily be. And she's like, and it's been really beautiful to watch. So it does feel like more than ever too, there's even more of a separation that's happening that you, and, and no one's there. I mean, people are alone. Like nobody yeah. has anyone by their bedside. So it's like, do you... A, talk about that change, but also are you feeling that kind of, that you have to fill in these shoes in a different way more than you normally have, would, would normally do? Yeah, I think that, you know, they have, you know, nurses overall have to, they're showing up more. They have no choice. They have to. Um, they, they have to be in the rooms more to kind of, you know, guide people with, um, anxiety, you know, exactly like you said, that hand-holding stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, they're everything. They're just, they're everything in, 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 um, they're, they're, they're nervous too. Like, that's one thing. I think, um, nurses around the, the world are, are more anxious. They're a little bit more, um, they're scared, and for multiple reasons, and they have families and this and that. And um, I think that what everybody kind of needs to start to look at in that profession is starting to really take care of themselves. Because I think uh, overall, they, nurses have not always been the, the healthiest group of human beings. They're kind of like the work hard, but play hard people. And I think for... Um, a lot of them, this will be their time to really like go inward and, and, you know, start to, to, you know, take supplements, take adaptogenics, like start to do yoga, start to do meditation, start to clear their mind so that they can have that nervous system to be able to handle the growing demands of the career path, as well as 
the rise in stress with the pandemic and all the different changes in healthcare that are going on and have began to go on in the past like week or two. So do you, are you seeing it like amongst people, like can you tell people who have a stronger practice for themselves versus those who don't? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I actually, right when we were kind of transitioning um, into more of the lockdown, it was like a day or two before we kind of went like full lockdown. I made um, three, little five minute yoga videos for um, the whole hospital. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna help. Like this is going to help. And, and they're gonna you know, start to really work on their nervous system and, and be able to handle what's going on. So I, I think, yeah, I think people have to start to kind of like use different tools to navigate this new, this new world, the new landscape. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think, I mean, you and I, I met you through like Kundalini Yoga, so uh, you and I think very similarly, but I do think for a lot of people, that's a new and interesting concept. So talk about here, you have these amazing nurses, you have these incredible doctors, all that have been trained in their fields, you're working with the best of the best, they know what they're doing, they know how to show up, the nurses, I'm sure most of them have the heart because you have to give so much, but talk about the nervous system, talk about the part that doesn't go through training, talk about the part that doesn't, you know, have the books to learn from and talk about the part that you can be as sympathetic or empathetic as anyone, but talk about that missing key ingredient, which is the nervous system, which is what you're seeing lacking. Um, I think that, you know, you, you can kind of see that um, if, if healthcare providers really kind of take a step back and 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 use their breath in a certain way like i i know like you know the breath breath of fire which i know you do that one if i if we saw like every healthcare provider doing breath of fire for three minutes a day like i i think that the entire like planet would be healed yeah because they go ahead they do have that heart. So they have the heart. They have uh, most of them, I would say most of them have the heart and they have the right mindset that like they do want to help. So if they added just like a little bit of, of breath of fire, like three minutes, that's going to totally reset the nervous system, totally reset their projection. And it's going to give them that during the day, then they'll have that long, deep breath. So they're walking a room they take a breath and then they can go and do what they need to do. And so then the intuition comes when they have that strong nervous system, then they can handle different stressful scenarios in a different way. And they can look, you know, stay more in the moment and not start to panic themselves. It's interesting because I've been doing three minutes of fists of anger for everyone on our Instagram live at 6am or anytime people can do it. And it was very sweet. One woman actually reposted it who's been doing it every day. And I forget exactly what city she's from, but she's a nurse on the front lines. It's either Chicago or San Francisco or Boston. It's one of them. And because we've had a few nurses and she posted it and was literally like all people on the front lines, like have to be doing this every morning. And it's, so it was interesting. She's noticed, she's noticed it. And anyone who doesn't really know Fist of Anger incorporates a very strong breath of fire. So you are doing three minutes of breath of fire um, as well as getting some other gnarly shit out, which I love, but <laughs> which we all could use right now. But it's so, 
It is so interesting. People kind of, you know, for so long, and I think maybe that's part of what's happening now with the pandemic too, this part of our physical body has been neglected. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I also think, you know, looking at some of the positives of this pandemic, um, I think that in all organizations, in all healthcare organizations, all hospitals, like I, I have my best friend um, lives in Erie, Pennsylvania, and she's a nurse in a hospital. And, you know, we were talking um, the other day how a lot of the, you know, kind of power dynamics, a lot of the like weird kind of like communication techniques have just dissipated. Interesting. And, and so, you were talking in the beginning kind of about like the, the, the service aspect of nursing. And that's kind of, I feel like, and healthcare in general, when all of that stuff kind of dissipates, you do get into more of the flow of the spirit in your, in your, um, on your path in healthcare. And that's kind of what I've seen. And she was saying the same thing. And I was like, Oh, beautiful. You've been noticing the flow of spirit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the riffraff has dissipated. Like a lot of the kind of like, you know, just power kind of dynamics and kind of, it, it's just, it's just people are down to the core. I think in all aspects. Yeah, I think you're right. Talk yeah. about a little bit like you were talking about before the fear, because, you know, we clearly know so well there's fear everywhere. I mean, people are feeling it. People are losing their jobs. People don't know how to pay rent when this is all over, which is going to be fascinating because they keep saying like, don't worry, you don't have to pay it till then. You're like, but what do you think? We're magically going to all do stuff that's going to make up for four months like that. I mean, it's fascinating, but I do believe when something's this grand, it will take care of itself. I mean, it, everyone is affected. So yeah. it, it will, it, which I is, which is what I think is so fascinating about it all. But if you're going to try and see a positive but there is fear everywhere. And we'll talk about the fear of the patients, but I liked what you were saying. There's a lot of fear actually in the providers, the healthcare providers. So walk me through a little bit for like nurses. I mean, how, I, have you experienced the fear or do you feel like your practices really help stabilize you that way? I definitely had a couple days where I came home and I felt um, a little bit like panicked. And I was like, oh my God, I have this like hour a day breath of fire regime and, you know, the fists of anger plus like multiple other things. And I'm like, what else do I need to do here? You know? Um, so there was a couple days there, a couple, maybe about two weeks ago where probably a lot of people were at that, like, you know, heightened panicked spot. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I have a husband who is kind of, well, he's pretty chill overall, and he has a yoga practice too. So he, we kind of help each other, you know, move back down. But you know what? I just made a decision after that one or two days where I was like uncomfortable in, in my own physical space and mental space. And I said, that's it. I'm done. I am not going to be fearful. I refuse. Like I am going to just be a fearless person who washes my hands a lot. And, um, and I made that decision and I just went with it and I haven't looked back because first of all, fear weakens the immune system. So I, there's no way, like, I don't want to even be involved with it even like lightly. So, you know, I think, I think overall, we all have to drop the fear 
Like everybody needs to just drop the fear because it's not going to help in any, in any way possible. Um, there's that stress uh, hormone called cortisol, which just goes way up. Um, so, you know, and fear and stress, they're pretty synonymous, you know, they go hand in hand. So I feel like, you know, we just have to let it go. Just uh, everyone needs to let go of the fear. I, did you change your practice at all or no? Were you like, I'm my practice is good. No, I didn't change it, but I was like, I'm done. And I made a decision and I was like, that's huge. And I think that's important to talk about. Like you literally just made a choice because I think people underestimate that. You know, I talk about, about that a lot in my class too, where I'm like, no one magically waves a wand and your stuff goes away. You can do it, but nobody does it for you. So that's why it tends to build up and build up. Cause I think people just sit and sometimes wait for like the situation to change or they wait for someone to say something that makes them feel better or they wait, you know, everyone's waiting for something that's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I would say like really the only one that can fix it is you. And some of it's with practice. Like you said, I have an hour breath of fire regime, some of it's practice, but that just shows you what the frequency was out there. And like, cause I also tell people it's collective right now. It's not even just what's going through you. So some of this, it's like, no matter how quote unquote strong you are, we're being bombarded in ways that we haven't before. And yeah. so I love the idea that you were just also kind of like, no, 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 I got to choose. So like, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the more you get into service, it's a lot easier for, for these kind of, um, issues to drop also. So if, if, if you're feeling fearful, if anybody's fear, feeling fearful, if they can just start to like, look, how can I help? How can I, what can I do to help? And then the more you help, whether it be your children, whether it be your husband, who, whoever it might be, maybe it's going to be, you know, um, the people at the grocery store, or you know what I mean? Like you're just looking to help or your friends, or you're reaching out more. You're like, you become like the, person who's just there for people who are not able to drop it as easily. But then all of a sudden, when you're serving like that, your fear and your issues are gone. And, and so I think just looking to help, looking to stay busy can really help everybody during this time. How have you noticed it? I mean, with patients, I mean, you deal with patients all the time, but through the pandemic, is there just automatically the minute they come in feeling anything? Is it just automatically this fear of I'm going to die? Um, the extreme more like in the beginning or, you know, I, I just have noticed that. I don't know. I, I feel not like with specific patients, but like, I feel that overall, the hospitals, not just mine, but the hospitals that other people that I've talked to around the country, they, they've said that there's like kind of like this interesting piece in there that they've never really felt before. And um, maybe it has to do with not as many visitors being in the hospital. So there's not as many individuals, like it's, it's, it's a little bit more contained, um, but it feels incredibly peaceful. Huh. Um, I think we have amazing leadership. I know at my particular hospital, just absolutely amazing, amazing leadership. And I think that that is key. Um, I know that this woman who was talking in New York talked also about this, this piece, even though she had the 18 patients, 
she felt like there was this just interesting kind of energy current that was in the building that she hadn't felt before. Wow, that's bad. And I wonder if you're right, if it is because there's just no visitors. So it's really just the patient and you guys. Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of something really beautiful about that. Oh my God, I am so excited to tell you guys about this. Marianne Williamson is coming back to the den virtually. So you all, no matter where you live, can do this. It is Saturday, May 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to denanywhere.com, reserve your spot. You get playback of this afterwards. You can just soak in every single thing she's gonna say. We are doing Finding the Power to Rebuild. This woman, more than anyone, knows what it means to go within yourself to create whatever you need, no matter what the circumstances are. Plus, she is brilliant, and you get a chance to have a Q&A as well. So again, Marianne Williamson, go to denanywhere.com. See you there. Hey, guys. So look, it is a tough time out there and people need to talk to people and it's important. We say it all the time in our classes. I mean, meditating is amazing and I'm glad you're doing it. But if you actually really need to talk to someone and you feel like you need some counseling, but especially can't afford traditional therapy right now, we've got an answer for you. We have betterhelp.com. It's an incredible service. You can schedule Anytime that works for you, you can do phone conferences, video conferences, you can even send messages to your counselor. Also, what I love about them is they really try and make sure you have the best fit. So for free, you can change counselors until you find the one that works for you. So I I would say give it a go. This is important. I want you guys to take care of yourself. Again, it's not a crisis hotline. It's not a self-help hotline. It is therapy and it is therapy done easily. So you don't have to go anywhere. You can do it from the comfort of your home and it is so much cheaper than most traditional therapies. And financial aid is available too. So if you need that, please look into it. Again, it's betterhelp.com and that's help, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com. And then if you do betterhelp.com slash dentox, you get 10% off your order. So again, betterhelp.com slash dentox. Um, Please go get the help right now. It's there for you. And people, you know, we all just want to feel better and there are ways for you to do that. You're in Los Angeles, so you've been hit hard. Um, Can you feel that? Is there like a layer of exhaustion? Is there a, you know, a lot of people are equating it to like wartime. Do you, from what you know, I I don't, like, what would you say about that situation? Um, I think some people are getting tired, um, but I think that they would be tired no matter what they were doing. Um, I think, And then I think, you know, I think there's going to be heroes in this pandemic and um, they're going to be remembered for lifetimes. So I think uh, though that's that I'm seeing more of that. But yeah, there's definitely people that aren't quite, you know, able to. It's a lot. It's a lot. So it's a lot for people. So some people I know are having a hard time keeping up with um, with the they need time off. I should just say, we'll just put it like that. You know, do you feel like the system has changed? Like how you guys operate with each other? I mean, because you're, and and how are you guys handling the fact that most of the patients I would say now are COVID. So how, like, how does that shift things in operationally stamp from an operational standpoint? Um, you know, things have like moved a little bit, but overall, like it's still, 
you know, the same, except for like a lot less visitors. Um, and uh, it's, 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 yeah, just a lot quieter, a lot quieter. It's you know, so interesting that you're saying that. Would everybody, if I talk to everyone over there, say that? Or is that because you have this weird, like, ability to tap into, like, different currents? I'm, prob I'm probably a very strange kind of, I I'm like, where's Waldo, maybe? I don't know. but I love it, though. But, you know, no, you do see, I can see other people that have sort of just sort of, that, that thing that I said, like, there's going to be heroes in this pandemic, and I see them. And they are in the flow. And, and whether they have a yoga practice or not, which chances are they don't, they're in the flow of spirit. And, and um, in New York, you have, you know, you have people, I mean, this is kind of so amazing. We, there are people that uh, went out to New York and took travel assignments, like in the middle of this pandemic. And there are nurses that, you know, they, they, they got put in a hotel and they get picked up in the morning and they get taken to, they have no idea what hospital they're going to be taken to. Wherever they're needed. Yeah, wherever they're needed. And I think that that says something about the profession of nursing, that, that there, are, there are people that would be willing to do that. And um, there was this one picture that was going around, it went viral on Facebook of all these doctors and nurses that were on a plane on a Southwest plane going to New York from Atlanta. And I was like, Oh my God, these people are, I just so amazing. I, I mean, I definitely, if I didn't have kids, I would be like jumping on board too. Now, how does, now how does that work though? Like how hard is that to all of a sudden show up at random hospitals in a time of like emergency when you're not like, how consistent is it? Like when you're not familiar with stuff, you know what I mean? Just bringing in new people all the time. Obviously you need it. Like they're in a place where the volume is just so large, but how does that work as far as flow? Well, it's a little crazy. Like I was a traveler before when I moved out to LA, I came as a traveling nurse and um, you get, you, you get like three days of orientation, but I'm sure in this pandemic, you might get a couple hours, I would assume of orientation like they might show you around the building and then be like do you know how to use this like you oh. got questions like go so i mean you know maybe they yeah i can't imagine they're getting much of anything because they just have to jump in and 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 the nurses know the basics so at least they've got that they know how to assess they know how to you know do do things like that they know how to give medication but then it's not easy because there's different systems. There's different charting systems. There's different, um, there's different like machines. Like, you know, it, it's, it might be a, uh, uh, an IV pump, but it's like different than any IV pump right. you've ever used. I mean, it's hard. Like, I feel like anyone's first day on any new job, I don't like no matter what, and even ones that don't even have those technical skills, it's always like a little nerve wracking and flubbing. So I can't imagine in a pandemic where no one's going to be holding your hand, being thrown into that situation. That's a lot. What about, what are you noticing? I'm curious as far as like residents and like fellow, probably more residents than fellows, like kids fresh off the boat, just starting. And all of a sudden, like, what if you're like an ER resident and like, you're just fresh out of med school. Is this I can't tell if this would be a brilliant time for them or they want to go home and cry in their beds and are sad what they sign up for. Maybe it's a mixture of both, depending on who you are. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant time because I've heard that like actually they are pushing um, 
like they're pushing residents through faster so that they just all of a sudden become attendings like around the country around the world. I've heard that they're pushing um, medical students through faster as well. So that they just, they just get started. Um, and, you know, I've heard they're also shortening like orientation times for like new grads. Right. So they just, you know, and you know, the thing about that, the profession of nursing is that there was, there's, there's been this talk for years that there's going to be a huge shortage of nurses. Like this is not like a, a new thing. So um, it's interesting that this pandemic kind of like highlighted that a little bit. Yeah. Um, there is there. And it, it supposedly it's, it's going to get even worse in the, you know, coming, you know, decade. There's some different studies that I read that said this shortage is just because and the reason why they say that sometimes is because the millennials, they don't, um, they, they tend to not stay as long. And then all of our baby boomers are retiring. So there's like this combo. And when they don't stay as long, meaning it, they get bored or they don't like to put in the work. Cause I mean, it's a lot of work before you kind I of. I think they get bored. I, I do. Or, or maybe they don't want to put in the work. It's, it's hard to say. I think a little bit of both. Because it's interesting. What I was going to say is the people listening to this who are on the younger side are trying to figure out, I mean, look, we're about to hit a recession. It's, I feel bad for people graduating who are like now have no economy to walk into. This is an amazing thing to know of like, there are holes that need to be filled. If you have any desire of service, especially in the healthcare industry, like you will have a job. You will, oh, yeah. Be, yeah, like go train. Like you will have a job. It'll be waiting for you. You can be secure if that's something that's in your mind. That's actually a really interesting thing, I think, for a lot of people right now to know. Yeah. There's a lot of people wanting to switch careers. And I feel like this is giving them the opportunity to switch careers because their career might have just ended two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And yes, they could probably get a version of it back. But when there's a clean break, this might be a great chance to like switch gears and train and learn and go back to school for a little bit. I don't know. I'm just like, it's a little sales pitch, but it's true hearing that it's like, I know there's holes and people are not going to know what to do. Yeah. I mean, this is a great career. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have, you're right. You're going to have a job until, I mean, you could work till the day you die. You could be yeah. 100 and you'll, you could still work as a nurse in some capacity because there's all different capacities. Like there's, there's some nurses that don't even um, do any patient care, but they're still nurses and they have jobs and case management or um, there's, you know, there's like telehealth nurses. There's, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of options. Now, how are you guys like taking care of yourselves as far as, you know, I had a friend who was in the hospital in New York and like he just had friends constantly delivering food to all the nurses there. I mean, because it, I mean, everything's overwhelmed, right? So like the cafeterias aren't the same, like nothing is running the way it was before. So, you know, you hear these jokes, but for some people, it's a big deal. I have no clue if you're a coffee drinker, but for some people, when you hear like these nurses are working all day without coffee, now I don't drink coffee, but for some people that's crippling. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's crippling and take, to take that thing away from them and no one's doing it on purpose, obviously, but like, that's a huge shift for a lot of people. And then to be expected to be like more focused and going. So talk about the differences of what you're seeing as far as that stuff, like even breaks or snacks or food, drinks, and then what has changed to help provide it? Um, yeah, we have like a lot of people that are, are, um, sending food and, um, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, even last week, I was like, you know, I'm getting kind of uh, concerned that I'm going to gain some weight here. <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> so it's been like, it's kind of reminded me a little bit about when I was in the first six weeks after I had my kids and there was like a meal train going and all this food kept coming in. It was like really big oh portions. Yeah. And that's sort of, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's, it's just, people want to serve somehow. They want to help. I mean, I was, uh, I was watching like on Instagram and like, I saw a couple like celebrities, this uh, P Diddy was on and he was like, we have got to help the healthcare providers. And he was like, we, you guys, we need to help. And, you know, so it, they're, they're feeling it in their heart, in their soul. Like they, they want to help. They just, they just want to help. Well, understandable, because I mean, for a while, and tell me where you guys are at now, like when you're hearing there wasn't enough protective gear for you guys, and but yet you're still walking into the front lines every day more than anyone. It's heart-wrenching and it's heartbreaking to know, like you, like you said, people want to serve, they took their oath, they took their code, and they're going to live by it because it's who they are. And, and I, you know, I know, I think I saw like people were delivering masks to you guys, people were trying to deliver stuff. What is the situation with that now? Was there a point where it was a little dire? I think that, I think, and I don't know for sure, but I think overall things have gotten better throughout the country. Um, you know, I think, you know, there's some changes to normal practice, um, but I think for somehow, what? like, you know, there's definitely some changes. Like, I, I can't, I don't even know, I can't quite explain it, but they're, they're, they're moving in directions in the pandemic that they might not have moved before, but they're finding stuff. And this is overall, like, the United States. Like, um, one thing that I just read about a couple days ago was that there was like 2 million N95 masks in um, like the, the state had somewhere. And, and, and I, this is kind of like, I know the story, but not like perfectly, but it, this is the gist of it. There was 2 million N95 masks that the state had somewhere for emergencies. And they found the masks, but they were all expired like 2016 or something. Oh. So, you know, like we're, we're learning a lot through this pandemic about where supplies are. Also, China makes made a lot of supplies, not just masks and protective gear, but a lot of different supplies. And so when they were um, on lockdown, a lot of that stuff wasn't getting manufactured. So the supply chains all over the U.S. were shortened by this situation. So I, 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 I feel safe. I feel safe and, um, and protected. And you always felt like you had the gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's making a face, so we'll move on. <laughs> We we're going to move on to a different question. Um, talk about the stuff that I know you are doing for yourself that you said that not everyone does because I, you're brilliant knowing how to take care of your body. So like the supplement and talk about what you've upped for this specifically, knowing that that also helps give you a layer of protection. That is not something that needs to be provided by the state or the hospital or the country. <laughs> I, I take, um, so 
I take a bunch of supplements. I don't even know what I'm taking anymore. <laughs> um, but I take, you know, vitamin C, which I think that's, that's been out. I think everybody knows that now. Vitamin C, vitamin D, um, zinc, uh, melatonin. Um, you told me about um, tea tree oil, oil in the nose. I did. I was just making the face. I did. Um, have you been doing it? Yeah, so I put it in a little bit of almond oil. Perfect. Um, and then I just shove it up there before I leave my house in the morning. Yeah, just so people know, if you're going to do it, make sure it's either medical grade or like, an oil. and if not, you can do exactly what she's doing is mix it with an oil. Otherwise, you're going to be screaming to high heavens when you put it on your <laughs> in your nose. But if you rub it on the inside of your nostrils, and they even say kind of swab your mouth with it, the theory is it kills kind of germs before they fully get in. So it's like another layer of protection, which I have a question on this. And then I want to hear more. Have you noticed, especially in maybe LA, any practices changing in the wards or anything? Like, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but not like pumping like eucalyptus or pumping tea tree or something through kind of the air, like other stuff that could help. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that that could help dramatically. I, I, I've done this for years, but in my pocket, I have um, protective mantras playing, you know, 24 seven. So I walk around the building with my little, you know, very low, so only I can hear it, but I have that. Um, yeah, I, I think, no, I haven't, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. I would, I mean, my, what I would love is if like a bunch of like crystals were dropped off at the hospital, you know what I mean? Like some huge, huge, huge um, amethyst, yes, rose yeah. quartz, uh, malachite. Something or like a, yeah, a good purger would be. <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. And yeah, it, it would be, I, I mean, I would love for like the mantras to be playing on a speaker throughout the entire building. I mean, that's, that's like a long-term goal of mine for sure. But it's interesting because it's funny because I think that's such a beautiful blend because you're a nurse. So it's not like you're saying, all you have to do is listen to mantras and put some tea tree oil up your nose and you're all going to be fine. Like you're not saying that, you know, this is a, a virus. And I do like, we should actually talk about kind of the practicality of we are being attacked on the physical and like, you have to be as strong as possible, but you could still get it. And so you also have to be smart and practical. You're washing your hands, like you said, every day. It's not like you're like, I'm protected. No. Um, and I would love for you to talk about that balance because I feel like you're such a perfect person to talk about it. And then I also want to know what protective mantras you're playing, but start with the other one. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, definitely like I am not um, delusional. Like there is a virus out there. So, and I know that I'm not immune to it. However, I'm doing everything I can to be protected and fearless. So I'm not afraid of the virus, which I think is also helpful as well. Um, like I'm going to throw a mask on if I got to go into CVS right now at this point, you know, I'm going to wear a mask out and about. We, you know, wear masks in the hospital the whole time. And I, I'm happy with that. Um, but I take a bunch of adaptogenic mushrooms. So I, that's, that's another thing, you know, with all of these supplements, you do have to be a little bit careful because you can start to detox. Oh, which, 
which I ha was having a couple days where I was like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's these supplements. So you have to drink like a ton of water and like make sure you're eliminating. Like you can't just get super crazy with the supplements, but they are very helpful. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to, um, this is not take it slow as well. You're like in a hospital with the virus floating around. Yeah. You don't want to be detoxing <laughs> and walking, walking around in a bad mood because your, your liver is detoxing and your kidneys. And yeah. So, um, but yeah, so just, I, you know, I'm keeping my kids, they've been in the house uh, for a month. I took them for a drive yesterday in the car and um, that felt really good for my older one. My younger one was like, take me home. This is too weird out here. Like he, he felt that, you know? Um, um, and then the mantra that I like to put in my pocket is uh, I like to play the gong, Hadi Jeevan's gong, because I feel like that has everything in it. And then I, I like to also play Ramadasa, White Sun's Ramadasa, because it's a healing mantra. Yeah, especially in the hospital, you're sending it to everyone too, which is yeah, so yeah. By the way, if they would have that going on, like even quietly, like going through the speakers, it would be amazing. I know. I wish they could, like, I wish you could just sneak and do it and put it at a volume nobody realizes it's happening and see what happens. And by the way, like the eucalyptus and like tea tree and stuff, it would at least, at the very least, it would brighten up the place and it would smell good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have an office. So in my office, I have Ramadasa playing 24 continuously. So amazing. Yeah. And how do you feel like you have seen, you know, they keep saying we've been flattening the curve. We've been flattening the curve. How do you feel in there? Are you noticing a difference of what's happening or? Um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't really know, but I know that, um, this morning I just heard, um, governor Cuomo in, did I say his name right? Cuomo? Yeah. Um, in, in New York say that they're just not getting as many admissions. There's not as many people coming in. Just so that, that feels really good to me. Um, I think that here in LA, we have, people have not been leaving their house like that's what it feels like and do you so you feel like we've actually been doing our job and oh yeah I, I definitely do yeah I I feel good about the place we're at right now have you heard the rumor and I, I'd be curious to know your point of view because you would have been in there that they feel like there's a chance that Los Angeles was hit or even California in general was hit with this much earlier than we realize that China probably had it starting a lot earlier when, until it became a major problem. And since we do so much with China, it's probably already been here and that we would have felt it a lot probably in the beginning of the year. And that if there's a possibility that Los Angeles, or maybe it's California, but I'll speak for Los Angeles, has already started to create a herd, a herd immunity. So they feel like that's why we didn't get, I mean, it's not great, you're in there, but I think people were expecting it to be so much worse and like on New York levels, if not more. Um, and so they've been surprised. So those are some of the rumors going around. Like, do you feel like that's a possibility and that it was, cause there was a flu going around. I had it too. That was weeks of like the fever that wouldn't go away where you couldn't move, you couldn't walk and then turning into like lung stuff. And for some people that I knew like older, it would turn into bronchitis or pneumonia. For some, it was just this weird like thing. And it was very prevalent in the beginning 
of the season, but who knows? It's also weird flus always. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I feel, I feel good about that. You know, there's two friends that we had that they, they swear that they had it in December. They swear they're like, this was exactly the entire, like the whole thing, the way it kind of like you feel better one day and then you get worse. And then, you know, I think I remember when you had it, actually. I, I remember you I'm, you. I'm convinced that I, every time someone talks about the symptoms that aren't obviously the ones that get you into the hospital. Yeah. Like my cousin's is finally getting over it in New York. And I, every time I touch base with her, I'm like, oh my God, Yaz, you're literally walking me through back what I was in. For me, it was January. It was like January, beginning of January. It was, and it was brutal. And I remember telling my husband, there were times I felt so guilty because how I would feel about that fever and what my body was feeling and like what I, in my mind I would go to, I'd be like, oh my God, you just have the flu. Like yeah. stopping such a big, you know what I, it would surprise me how heavy it was because it was, I couldn't move. I mean, I stayed in bed for two weeks. I don't stay in bed for wow. daytime. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and again, who knows? I could have had a weird bad flu and I'm not the only one with the story. It sounds like you said you have two friends. There's a bunch of people who yeah. yeah, the same stuff. Yeah. And, um, I have a friend in New York who has it now, who, um, has done pretty well, uh, but was really sick the first three days. Um, but is now kind of coming out on the other side. I have a friend here, um, in the South Bay who had it very healthy little yogi person. Um, and yeah, but she's doing okay now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, let's see. Let's see where this goes. But I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic and I and I I think that we we have to be aware and alert but we also cannot be afraid of it. I think that's the most important thing. Well, I think if there's any message from you today, I think that's a beautiful one, which is just don't let fear win. No. It's Oh my God, I made this quote here before and I, I wrote it because I love it. And Frozen too. I think she says, the only enemy is fear itself. Yeah. I'm like, go yeah. Elsa. Yeah, Elsa, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no fear, no fear. I mean, there's two forces on the planet. There's love and there's fear. And so you just have to decide which, which, which road you want to take. And it, and it can be that choice. It can be as simple as a choice. You made it. Yeah, I'm 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 not messing around. I don't have time to mess around. You are such a badass. I love it. I mean, by the way, if you guys knew her, like she's always has her head covering on and she's this like little badass. Like you just kick ass. And I bet you you're such a guiding light for everyone in there because it's you know, it's not only just being positive, the positivity radiates from every pore, which I'm sure people feel when they're next to you. I I bet you there's like nurses probably like like standing close to you because you're probably like a little feeder system in some ways. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I really want to uplift people and I want to, um, I really want to help. That's why I'm in there. And I want, you know, I want to, I want nurses to want to be in there because, because they want to take good care of people. And that's kind of what, you know, what I'm doing in there. So let's leave on like a hero story. Like you were saying, there's all these heroes. Like, can you say anything that you watched that you were like, oh my God, this is amazing. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, 
I think the heroes are the people that are, are showing up to work right now and that are coming with a steady mind and that are, are not um, complaining, that are just coming in and doing the work. And that, that's, that goes for the entire, oh, I'll, I'll, here's, here, this is this one thing that I saw. I don't know if you saw this on, on um, Facebook, but it went viral. There was these, uh, these Spanish nurses and they were all, they all were lined up at the beginning of their shift. And this woman had um, some like iPod speakers and there was about 18 of them and they all had their uh, protective gear. And they were lined up before they were going to their patients. And they were chanting Ong, O-N-G, Ong, which is creation. And then they started chanting Ekankar Satnam Siddhi Wahe Guru. And it was like the most uplifting thing. And I was like, okay, we need to do this in my hospital. You know, people need to start to like meditate before they get out there. So oh. I think I... Yeah, I mean, I got to send that to you. Please, I did not see it. That's amazing. Amazing, yeah. I mean, yeah, the heroes are coming to work. That's how I feel right now. They're coming to work and they have a good attitude all around the globe. Those are the, those are the true heroes. Well, thank you for being a hero and thank you for doing what you're doing and thank you for doing it while smiling and being able to take this time to shed some light. And I think the message about don't fear the virus because that alone, it's like you're making yourself more susceptible with the fear. And so, yeah. just, you know, it's obviously teaching us something. Sometimes the lessons are hard, but yeah. if you don't have fear towards it, then you can maybe see the lessons too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, thank you. You know, I love you. This was so fun. I love you too. I know. So hang in there. Let us know whatever you need. Okay. Everyone I, everyone I know I'm talking to wants to serve also. So if you can think of anything that we can do. Okay. Please, please Sounds great. Know. Okay, sweetie. Enjoy your right. day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Ted Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielek, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there.